We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the final episode of the year of the Football Guys Daily Fantasy Hour, all presented by rotogrinders.com. You've got Dan Bach, you've got the Lee Twins, Austin and John, and we're here for the next hour to obviously get you some football information for this week 16. We're going to entertain you, we think, over the next hour. We're going to have our Losers Lane compilation, but we're making you wait till the end of the show. So you got to watch this whole thing, changing it up a little bit. But uh, it's 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 the last show for us, Austin. This is it. We're, we're done after this. This is a really special week, too, because this is our third year doing this show together. The three of us have never missed an episode, and it is our 50th episode together. 5-0. Uh, so I'm excited to wrap things up on a uh, such a good landmark in our fantasy history. I like that. 50 total episodes of this. Amazing. Uh, amazing. John Lee, who, uh, who came in style today. I mean, happy holidays to everybody. But uh, you really are in the spirit. You know, we picked on you last week, John, for your wardrobe. And you said, well, I'm going to one-up you. And uh, you pulled out, was it the Cousin Eddie sweater? Is that what we got going? I was inspired this evening. As I was doing my show prep, uh, my better half was out watching uh, some Christmas Vacation. And it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I laugh, I, I laugh hysterically at that movie, no matter how many times I watch it. And, uh, you know, I said, you know what? Uh, I'm in, in honor of the holidays, I'm, I'm going to uh, pull a Cousin Johnny th- tonight. And, uh, you know, um, cheers. 
Are you going to share any of those snacks with us? There's some snacks on that dresser behind you that look really tasty. You're going to share some of those with us? You can have all you want. It's an all-you-can-eat buffet for you, brother. Nice. Thanks. Uh, um, and, you know, we, we're, we're putting Loser's Lane to the end of the show today, but we still have to have something to talk about here in the beginning of the show because if we just got into football, you know what? Maybe some of you would love it, but... It, we have too much fun for that. So it wouldn't be a show unless I picked on John for something. So what I need to talk to you about, John, <laughs> is, is, is what the heck is up with you and this Facebook photo that you posted of yourself the other day? Because, you know, I, I actually passed this along to our producer so everybody could see this because not everybody's <laughs> as privileged as me to be John Lee's Facebook friend. So, so show the photo. This is what John suddenly, randomly, out of the blue this week, changed as his profile photo. And I'm sitting here and I'm thinking to myself, John, when I saw this, the first thing that came to mind is he had to have lost a bet because there's no other reason why a grown man who is not single would go with the old dreamboat pose for Facebook. You know, if it was like Tinder or something, maybe, but I, I know that you're secure in your relationship, John. Yeah, so I am. Uh, what's the story behind right. the dreamboat picture of John Lee? So the, uh, <laughs> it makes me laugh. <laughs> So uh, I, I bought this new uh, iPhone, as you guys are both aware, because we've talked about it in the after party. And uh, it was Saturday night. I had a, a few glasses of wine, and uh, I was trying to figure out all the things that my uh, my old man self had not yet figured out. And one of them was this studio portrait, I don't know, some sort of camera thing that my fancy iPhone did. And so I just started uh, messing around, taking selfies. And I tried to smile uh, because that would have made it less uh, dream built, as you put it. But when I smiled, I had red teeth because I had red wine. <laughs> and uh, so then I went with the uh, the sultry look and I was like, you know what? That's not half bad. So then I uploaded it and that was the end of it. And then once I started getting abuse, um, you know, that's the one thing you could say about me. I mean, look at me. I, Cousin Eddie tonight, I'm, I'm, I, I welcome the abuse because I want to dish it out. So I'm I, I hope that you think I'm a good sport and I take it in and uh, you know, that, that photo will stay on Facebook, good, bad, or otherwise. Okay. Well, um, experimenting with your new phone while drinking, that's the excuse. I'll actually buy that one. It's I'll actually truth. buy that one. It's the truth. Um, but that, that was something that I got a kick out of uh, here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, you do say you bring the good looks to the show. So that's, that's true. Uh, all right, it's week 16. Before we get into the analysis, we need to get into what we got going. Football guys, Roto Grinders. Austin, what's uh, what's the deal football guys this week? Uh, this week we are getting your feedback on how we can make football guys better. Uh, if you go to footballguys.com slash survey, uh, we've got some questions there for you. And uh, for all the people who do the survey, we're going to give away 50 free subscriptions next season. So uh, go give us that feedback. We would love to make our site better going forward. And we appreciate you taking the time to do that. And we'll particularly like it if you tell them you love the Football Guys <laughs> Daily Fantasy Hour. So feel free to do that. Include that. Of course, if you do, we don't want to you know, bias you or, or anything like that. Um, so check that out. Uh, Roto Grinders this week, um, not too much 
new last week was our big sweat show that was a lot of fun uh but you know this is like the final two weeks of full slates for us uh you got a big nether uh what fifteen hundred dollar buy-in one million dollar first place payout tournament this week on DraftKings. and uh and if you're not subscribed already again if you're looking to play other sports you can do a seven-day free trial right now and here's a little here's a little tip i don't know if the suits will appreciate me giving this tip maybe they will i'm kind of a suit but not really but seven day free trial means you get like this week and then you'll get some of next week on our football content because again, seven days, it's, it, you'll get both sides of it. And then of course you get baseball or basketball, you'll get uh, hockey and then obviously golf when that could start up next year. So check it out. Free trial on our premium over at Roto Grinders. Uh, again, losers lane. We're moving that to the end because we've done enough of them throughout the year that we just need to come up with one great finale, as we like to say. So you'll enjoy that one uh, when we close the show. So, John, let's let's get right into it, okay? Let's get into this week 16. We want to win some money here. And uh, we'll start at the quarterback position in our injury update because this is the time of year where everybody's getting banged up. And uh, back out there with the um, Denver Broncos, you know, Trevor Simeon is on IR. We've got... Paxton Lynch, Brock Osweiler. What's the story in Denver this week? Because I know Brock came in last week and uh, and looked pretty good, but what's the story happening in Denver? Yeah, I mean we have. Uh, it's likely going to be Paxton Lynch out there this week. Uh, six foot seven, got the uh, the makeup of a quarterback, but really not the skill set of one. Um, this is just not a good situation. Uh, eighth DBOA defense against the uh, the pass, and twenty second against the run. And Denver's been leaning on C.J. Anderson quite a bit over the, the past couple of weeks. He's had 19, 24, and 30 touches over the past three weeks. I think this situation where they just kind of uh, feed Anderson the ball and hope for the best in a battle of teams that really aren't playing for a whole lot. So it doesn't excite me either way. And that's the thing to look at this week, uh, boys and girls, is who has incentive here? And Austin, the next guy I want to talk about uh, neither of these teams have incentive, but we have our good prices in DFS on a week where there's not a lot of value. I know it's only Wednesday. Things can change, but we're not seeing a lot. And that's Drew Stanton. He's going to draw the start this week over Blaine Gabbert for Arizona. And they take on the New York Giants. I don't know about you guys, but I was on the Foles train on FanDuel last week and uh, led me to pretty profitable week over there. You love when you can get that cheap quarterback and feel like he's got two touchdown upside, and it was a little bit greater than that this week. Can we do the same with Stanton? It's the same matchup. It's a home game. But, Austin, I think you might agree. We'll see. But uh, Drew Stanton, probably not the pedigree of quarterback that Nick Foles is. So uh, what's your take on this? <laughs> Nick Foles isn't exactly like a crazy high bar, but I do agree with your statement there. Okay. That I, 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 I don't feel as confident this week in Drew Stanton as I did last week with Nick Foles. I think Drew Stanton is borderline cash viable because of it being a little bit tighter week. Uh, but I'd rather try to get up to Cam Newton this week at quarterback instead of, uh, you know, going for the value guy this week if I can help it your uh, take on that John because I, I think it's an important one this week um, you know if you're going to go to a scrub he's kind of the scrubby quarterback that stands out no team in the leagues allowed more fantasy points than uh, to the opposing quarterbacks than the New York Giants 
Uh, Drew Stanton in limited action has looked okay. I mean, he had a tough game, I think, against, uh, I want to say it was against Jacksonville, but he played pretty well against San Francisco. So uh, if, we, if we're talking about the caliber of opponent uh, dictates his performance, he should perform pretty well. And he's got a uh, site minimum price across the industry. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, future Hall of Famer. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I, I like it. Uh, you know, Cam Newton is my first choice, but if the opportunity cost is too high, I, I can go with Drew Stanton after what we saw Nick Foles do last week and, and feel okay about it. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is not going to play this week. He goes on the IR. They're eliminated from the playoffs. Brett Hundley is under center here and huge swing. Like I, I saw the first line that dropped that was under the impression that Rodgers was going to play and it was Minnesota favored by a point. I just took a look. And now it's Minnesota favored by like nine and a half. I mean, that shows you how much Aaron Rodgers moves a line. And a nine and a half point road favorite here. Don't play Brett Hundley, boys and girls. This is a terrible, terrible spot against a really good defense. So uh, don't be going there. Uh, again, that's a Saturday night slate. And just a little note on that, too, for the Saturday night. I got to give Tip and Pick some credit because – uh, he did pretty good on the uh, flex leagues on FanDuel this past week. And I, he literally boxed me in. Uh, I had, you know, it was the two of us. And he was like, do I really want to make a pivot here? I knew we had the same guys. And I said, nah, I won't, I won't get off of Matt Ryan for Jameis Winston. Probably should have. But yeah. uh, nonetheless, good lineups for you last week. But just a note for people, if you want to try those super flex leagues out again on FanDuel, they're running them the Saturday night game through Sunday. So they're not just the Sunday slate. They actually start the Saturday night game because we got two Saturday games this week. So just a public service announcement from your friendly football guy show. Uh, also on Monday, TJ Yates, probably going to be the starter once again with Tom Savage uh, on the injured reserve against Pittsburgh. All right, running backs. Uh, we got Ezekiel Elliott coming off of suspension. And, you know, John, what do we take of this? Because six weeks – is a long time to be away from your team, uh, to be away from your football facilities. Like when you have these suspensions, it's not just like, oh, I can't play in the games. I can still practice. No, you're like completely away from everything that's happening. So does that worry you at all with Zeke this week? No, I think that uh, every picture I've seen of Zeke over the past month has been uh, of him without a shirt on training somewhere, getting ready for uh, his return. Uh, he looks great, uh, you know, and, and before he left, I'm looking down 30, 27, 34, and 27 touches uh, in, in games, in the four games prior to him departing for that suspension. He's got fresh legs. The Cowboys need to win out, uh, you know, and part of that is contingent on the Falcons losing earlier in the day. But uh, I think you'll see Ezekiel Elliott come out, and I think the, the Cowboys will be fired up. I really love him this week as a GPP play. There may be better cash game plays, but for GPPs, I don't know that there's any better. There's a pretty good price decrease off of him from Todd Gurley. Again, we got no Le'Veon yeah. Bell in the main slate. And I think a lot of people will be going there. And I and I mainly agree with you. Like, I feel like there's a maybe like a 5 to 7% chance that, you know, when you're away for, for a month and a half like he was, you're not – I mean, you can work out, but you're not in – say football shape you're not getting contact like you typically could like you say I think there's like a five to seven percent chance that maybe 
he's not necessarily right because we even saw with Le'Veon Bell, and this might be a different story, Austin, you know, when he missed training camp, those first two weeks that he came in, he didn't look right. And I, and I get that week one and, you know, week 16 with playoffs on, on the brink are a little bit different, but uh, again, I'm putting it 7% that maybe he's not quite like he was before. Yeah, this is, this is a great matchup for him. And uh, I think he's going to be ready. I think the question is not so much whether you're worried about him being ready to go and having a solid game here or whether there's a, a better option here, because there's a lot of, uh, large spreads this week that set up nicely for running games. And so I think you have to choose between like, Hey, is, you know, do you want Alvin Kamara against Atlanta who really struggles against pass catching backs? Do you want Melvin Gordon? If Austin Eckler is out like there's, and then of course, Todd Gurley is, is in play. There's, there's a lot of really high end options here that I probably got Elliot third or fourth on my list in terms of cash game plays. Uh, let's talk about the Patriots here, Austin. We've got Rex Burkhead uh, out this week. Mike Gillisley, they already said, is going to play. You still have Deion Lewis and kind of James White there. Uh, Burkhead had a huge role in this offense. Now he is out. Does Gillisley suddenly just jump into that role? Is he the guy? Because he's really cheap. Uh, I was looking at some of the numbers on him. Uh, he's... 3.9k over on DraftKings and a stone minimum 4,500 over on FanDuel. Uh, what's your feelings on that running back situation? Uh, I think uh, Dion Lewis is the safest bet in this backfield, but I feel like trying to trust a Patriots running back is playing with fire and they all are GPP plays. So I don't like any of them in cash. But Gillisley at that low of a price, I think is worth uh, considering for some uh, ownership in GPPs. John, let's talk about GPPs because I agree. I, nobody's really going there in cash games, but uh, you can get an under 4K guy maybe on a week where there's not a lot of value who's got uh, some pretty good touchdown equity potentially. Uh, I, I, think the, I think he's really in play in GPPs. Uh, again, it's Wednesday Subject to change without notice. But, John, if you were going to build 100 lineups, how many would you put Gillisley on here on a Wednesday night? Uh, I hate to use your numbers, but probably 5 to 7%. Uh, you know, the thing about Gillisley that really kind of confuses me is uh, if we look at his numbers before week eight when they, they made him a, uh, a healthy and active for the rest of the season, he, his numbers weren't terrible. He was averaging four to five yards per carry. He had four touchdowns. Now, granted, most of those were at the beginning of the season, but he wasn't having a terrible season. There was just something about him that, that Bill Belichick did not like, and he decided to bench him. And, uh, you know, that's the, that's the question that I have. I think last year we saw in Buffalo, this guy, he's got great uh, goal line potential. You throw him in there inside the five, inside the 10. He's a touchdown hawk. Uh, and so for that reason, he's a, he's a great GPP play, especially at the prices we're talking, given that he's going up against the worst defense against running backs in the league and they're 12 point favorites. All the pieces are there. The question is, will we get the volume uh, without Burkhead being in the game? But, and really, that's it. But does he even need volume? He could get two goal line touches for touchdowns and you're there. And that's happened with him previously. No, no doubt. I mean, and that has happened, but um, you know, I, I kind of want uh, at see it. What is he? Four thousand? Is that what you said? Thirty nine hundred on DraftKings. Thirty nine on DraftKings. Yeah, min salary Fanduel. 
So we're looking for 4X value, right? Uh, typically we're looking yeah. for 4X value, but when you start going down the price scale, I want a little more than 4X. And uh, you know, you're right, you can get 4X on a pair of touchdowns, but I kind of want 5X or 6X, which is what made Gio Bernard so attractive a few weeks ago because he had that type of upside at 3K and he delivered with like a six and a half X if I remember correctly. Um, I, I'm not poo-pooing him. I think that he's, uh, he's firmly in play, uh, but as of now, I think uh, one out of 20, between one out of 10 and one out of 20 uh, GPP lineups is kind of where I'll land unless something dramatically uh, different comes out of uh, uh, the Patriots camp this week. Yeah, and there definitely could. You know, you could basically have them come out and be like, you know, he's going to be in the Burkhead role. And then you're really interested because if Burkhead was 3,900, you're pretty much playing him all day long. So we will see. Uh, Leonard Fournette, he is supposed to be back this week. For the Jacksonville Jaguars, Doug Marone has already said he is our starter. He is going to play this week. And a great matchup versus San Francisco. I actually think he's going to be really overlooked. I think, you know, this matchup like five weeks ago, Fournette would have been mega chalk. San Francisco's terrible versus the run. The Jags love to feed this guy. But he's been banged up. He hasn't put up huge numbers lately. Uh, I think he is a really interesting play for tournaments this week because he's going to have lay, way lower ownership than I think he should. Uh, Joe, Mixick, Joe Mixon uh, did practice today, but not officially out of that concussion protocol. And John, you know, he's a guy that, you know, Cincinnati is just a dumpster fire right now. Like they don't have anything really going for them. But it also feels like, okay, if Mixon's healthy, he's the one that's going to get the touches here. And he was starting to be a little bit more effective before that concussion hit a couple weeks ago. What do you think? I love the matchup. I mean, you can't argue with the matchup. Uh, Detroit, third friendliest defense in the league against uh, against running backs in terms of fantasy points per game. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> Gio Bernard himself had 17 touches per game without Mixon in the lineup. And prior to that, Mixon was averaging close to 20. Um you know, the only thing that, that gives me pause is that over the past two weeks, the Bengals have only scored 14 total points. They had a touchdown last week and a touchdown the week before. And uh, if you think that this team is mailing it in, you know, and we have to talk about those kinds of things this time of year, if they're mailing it in, uh, Mixon's upside may be limited. But uh, the matchup is you definitely cannot argue. And he's a rookie. You know, I think rookies are a little bit different than, than maybe a veteran this time of year. A lot of rookies, they want to uh, kind of uh, make their mark and, establish themselves heading into their second year whereas a veteran they kind of they kind of done that already so um i'm a little more excited about mixing than i would be geo bernard for example uh we need to keep our eye on tevin coleman questionable with the concussion if he would be out again we saw Devonte freeman get a ton of volume he'll be very viable against new orleans and what could be a potential shootout uh austin mr austin eckler is going to be out this week uh with a hand injury this is nothing but good news here for Melvin Gordon, I think. Yeah, it was weird. Everyone was sort of talking about earlier today that he was going to be out for sure, like headed to IR. And then they said later today that he got in a limited practice. And so that was really confusing to me. So we don't watch this one carefully. I was big time on Melvin Gordon when I knew Austin Eckler was out. Uh, but if Eckler is active for this game, that would take me off of Gordon a little bit. Sure. Um, I think a little bit, not a ton, not completely. Not completely. I don't know. I Yeah. I don't think he'll play. I don't think he'll play. I think, I mean, I think he was on the bike today. Uh, I'll be very surprised if Austin Eckler's active this weekend. Okay. 
Uh, and then Kerwin Williams, again, with a quad injury, did not practice today. Something to keep our eye on here. Again, you got the Giants, John, a terrible match or a good matchup. They're at home. Giants are going all the way out west, um, not playing for anything. I, I think last week was kind of their Super Bowl performance there against Philadelphia. Um, but if Kerwin Williams is out, we could actually have some value in this backfield for the Cardinals. Good one. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you need to be careful here, though. I, you know, I talked a little bit about this last night, and I think that um, Devin Knotts, uh, fellow football guy, actually drove this point home. It's like you, this time of year, when there is an option for a team to play or to 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 give two different players um, some playing time, they're likely going to, especially if there's nothing on the line, to give a little bit more option or a little bit more opportunity, I should say to those uh, younger players to kind of assess where they're at heading into the off season. And so here we've got three running backs. You've got DJ Foster, who's kind of the patch, the cat, the pass catching running back coming out of the backfield. You've got uh, Elijah Penny, um, who's also a rookie. So we got two rookies coming out and then you've got Kerwin Williams. Kerwin Williams has been in the league for five years. Four of those years, he's been a Cardinal and he hasn't earned a starting job outside of injuries. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be on uh, Kerwin Williams because the matchup is there. We're talking about the 24th rated DVOA defense against the rush. Uh, it might be fool's gold. He's not my fool's gold candidate this week, but I think that um, you, you may be overemphasizing him if you're playing him too much. I think those, those rookie running backs may get a, uh, a look this week to, uh, to kind of enter into the 2018, see where they stand in uh, entering the draft and so forth. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing just uh, inactive for Kerwin Williams and uh, potentially seeing some Elijah Penny. Ten carries in that second half when he got hurt. And uh, DJ Foster, nine targets last game. So uh, pretty productive a week ago. At the wide receiver spot, uh, so um, you guys have some Jaden Micken last week by any chance? <laughs> uh, if you did, congrats. You're a mind reader or you cheated uh, because they were not on the radar but this week, Marquise Lee, he's doubtful with an ankle injury. He's not going to play this week. Uh, Alan Hearns, he actually did practice this week. First time in feels like a month that he was actually out there at practice. But Austin, we saw the emergence of Keelan Cole. We've seen D.D. Westbrook be really good uh, the previous three or four weeks. We saw Jaden Mickens, who's actually been great on special teams all year long, but he even did a few things. Uh, what do you think of this Jags passing game? How do you kind of rate these guys? this week and um, who turns in that if he plays yeah um i would say that uh cole would be at the top of my list then westbrook then hearns then mickens um i think cole's the guy you want this week regardless of whether hearns plays or not this is a good matchup for him against san francisco yeah i'm fine with cole i think it's more of a dd game i think after last week um you know Cole is fine like he's a good player he's a little bit cheaper and that's where the drawback comes here John is the price on Westbrook it's not a gimme I think they kind of factored in that Lee was going to be out and he's somewhat juiced up on DraftKings on FanDuel he's still really cheap though I think he's like 5,800 over there yeah I mean I think the question becomes if Hearns is active how much how much playing time does uh, Keelan Cole gets uh if he because I don't think Hearns is any good I don't I don't think he's that good well, I mean, I think, I think they have different roles. So um, my feeling is that he probably does get a lot, 80% or more, and I'm, I'm completely fine with it. Yeah. He's likely running out of the slot, and Hearns is an outside guy, and uh, Westbrook is an outside guy. So 
Um, I, I think that that's okay as long as we know that is the case. Um, but I, I would not be going back to, to Jadon Mickens. I, I think that what we saw last week was kind of a fluky thing. And we've seen these things like uh, Mercedes Lewis early on when he scored three touchdowns in London or whatever it was. Uh, you know, it was one of those deals. Don't go chasing that. Uh, if you do, I think you'll be sorry on Monday morning. All right. Uh, we've got Emmanuel Sanders out uh, this week. Again, tough situation there against Washington, but Demarius Thomas should get the majority of the looks, I think, in that offense this week. Tavares King had a touchdown or maybe even two last week. I know he had at least one um and played really well but he is in the concussion protocol keep your eye though on roger lewis he actually has had like 20 some odd targets over the last couple of weeks i know shepherd's gonna get the talk but as we've seen all year long austin it's not always number one guy you want when you play arizona so keep your eye over there on roger lewis uh chris hogan questionable with a shoulder injury we've kind of had this situation play out before but with Jacksonville, or excuse me, with Tampa, Deshaun uh, Jackson in a walking boot, doubtful to play this week. How does that change that passing game? I mean, they're pretty big underdogs against Carolina. You're thinking they're going to throw it. Where does that opportunity move to, especially with O.J. Howard, you know, definitely on the IR and out himself? Yeah, I think you got to take a look at Chris Godwin here, 3,000 on DK in GPPs. Um, with those other two pass catchers out, I think, you know, Humphreys will probably see a little bit more action, but he doesn't have the upside that I'd be looking for from a guy like Godwin. Yeah, I think Godwin's kind of interesting too. He played well that week that uh, that Mike Evans was suspended. So take a look at that. Um, again, Antonio Brown out. If you're playing that uh, Monday slate, if that game is in there, Juju Smith-Schuster, Mark Davis-Bryant, huge bump for them. Uh, another nice name here, John, to throw out uh, potentially as well for those Saturday slates. Uh, with Devontae Adams not likely to play, how about some Geronimo? Geronimo Allison. I mean, it's Brett Hundley. I get it. But uh, he's going to be min salary and probably going to get some some looks in that offense. I mean, we saw, we, we, we've seen what uh, what Brett Hundley does. He, he doesn't throw to, to Jordy. And Jordy's going to get a lot of Xavier Rhodes this week. So he, that's a double whammy for him. Uh, Devonte Adams is uh, is he officially out? So we know that he's officially out. I mean, it's I don't it's, think it's not looking good. Play. We can all agree on that. No. So yeah, uh, if they're not playing Rodgers, they shouldn't play him. I'll tell you right right now. And, exactly. And, and so then that leaves Randall Cobb, who has been basically non-existent with Brett Hundley under center. So yeah, I mean uh, Allison at uh, what half the price of a guy like Cobb? I'll I'll certainly take a stab at him especially because on those short slates, the only thing I do is ever play a GPP. And you've always got to have that one guy who, who hits at less than 10%. And I think Allison would definitely fits that, that uh, mold of a player in on that short slate. Uh, tight end spot here real quick. Again, Hunter Henry is uh, going to be out uh, with a lacerated kidney. That doesn't sound nice. Uh, Antonio Gates uh, maybe gets a uh, little bit of a bump. Jeff Cumberland, another name. I'm probably avoiding it altogether. Uh, O.J. Howard out. Cameron Brait, hey, you know, this might be a spot for him, but number one, I think, DVOA defense against the tight end in Carolina. He's cheap, though. I feel, think he's still playable on DraftKings, but um, just be aware of that. All right, let's get to Chalk Talk here. And both of you told me you love Cam this week. Uh, Austin, make the case for Cam real quick. Shouldn't be too tough. 
Yeah, I mean, the Tampa Bay uh, passing defense has uh, struggled all year long. They've been a little bit better recently than, you know, they were earlier in the season. But uh, the sort of the upside here and the implied team total of 28 plus points. Um, Tampa Bay has nothing to play for. Caroline has everything to play for. This should be a big uh, game for Cam Newton. And what do we think of Russell Wilson here, John? He's a name that I'm interested in, especially – you know, if you're if you're going to fire a 3K guy out there, you probably can pay up a little bit more for quarterback. And, you know, maybe not on FanDuel. He's over 9K over there. But on DraftKings, you know, that's he's the highest-priced quarterback. But at 7K, uh, still reasonable. And this is a big game for Seattle. After that dud a week ago, I, I would be shocked to see Wilson not bounce back with a big effort here. What are you thinking? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think that this is a situation where – if you, if you just look at the matchups, they're not going to be able to run the ball. Sean Lee has been tremendous. Uh, when he's in the game, they really shut down the run. Uh, there'll be no Mike Davis this week. Uh, he better not go off this week because I had lots of them last week. And, uh, he, he well, they just eliminated them within the first quarter because of uh, what Todd Gurley did. But, uh, you know, this is a Cowboys team that um, – in terms of passing touchdowns, I think they have the highest, uh, the third highest rate of points being scored through that. Uh, that means um, they're, they're susceptible through the pass is basically what I'm saying. And here's a guy who had a bad week last week. Uh, I think he bounces back in a big way. And I, I don't think it's going to be a big secret. I looked at um, our Steve Buzzard's early ownership projections, and he's projected to be the on DraftKings, the second highest owned quarterback this week behind Cam Newton. 17 to 10% respectively. Yeah, but the quarterbacks always spread out, you know, I mean, let's see, I think Jamino right now, he's got him fourth on the list. Uh, and again, these changes, we get a little bit closer sure. to, um, to kickoff. Uh, but I don't think he's going to have crazy popularity, especially just because of the week, the way it's setting up, you know, value could open up, but as it stands at the moment, there's not a ton of it. Uh, we talked about most of the running backs that are going to be chalk here. Guys like Melvin Gordon, Ezekiel Elliott, Todd Gurley. There's not much you can say. The guy's a stud. Uh, but there's two names I want to discuss here that I think are interesting. One, uh, John Kenyon Drake. You know, this guy has put up uh, workload type, you know, uh, or had workload type numbers um, along the lines of, Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott, he's getting all the touches in that backfield and he's been doing a lot with it. Those guys were 7,100. We would be all over them. What do you think of, of Drake this week where the price has come up just a little bit, um, but you know we're not used to paying 7,100 for him? What's your feeling on him? Yeah, I mean, I think that's the issue here is that his price is getting up. Uh, the game script is kind of negative in the sense that uh, either what are they 12 or uh, 10 and a half point underdogs. So it, it, it favors a passing game script. And today, Wednesday, Damian Williams, Damian Williams, excuse me, uh, got in a, a partial practice. I think that the combination of those things is trending towards uh, Damian Williams at least playing to some degree this weekend. And the reason that Kenyon Drake has been so valuable is that he's getting 25 touches uh, no matter what his salary. If he, if he, I, I'll, I'll, I'll finish it with this and say that if Damon, Damian Williams is not active this weekend, I think that he's in play. But if Damian Williams even gets a, a, a number of touches, then I'm out, I'm off. 
I disagree. I, I, I don't think that Damian Williams is going to do anything to affect Kenyon Drake's workload here. They've seen how good he's been. Why would you change what has been working here for you the last few weeks? He's been really good. Damian Williams is not good. Kenyon Drake is probably the future of this team. Uh, I'm not buying that suddenly he comes back and, and gets much of a workload at all here. Austin, what's your feeling? You be the decider. I think Williams, if he plays, is getting five to seven touches, which I think is enough to take me off of him at that salary. Um, that's not a lot of touches. It's just enough to spell him. Like Drake hasn't had anyone to spell him. And I think Williams is that guy. Especially now, on DK, where those touches are likely third down carries, third down uh, conversion, third down situations where you get the the passing down situation. So, I yes, the Lee brothers are aligned on the last game, the last show of the uh, year. Lee brothers are going to go down in flames when <laughs> when Kenyon Drake just goes bonkers again. It doesn't matter if they're an underdog; he is a beast. Um, but then the other guy, Austin C.J. Anderson. Who's got 52 carries the last two weeks? Wow, 52. That's a lot. Um, does he do anything for you this week versus Washington? Man, I, it, it feels so wrong <laughs> to try to rely on C.J. Anderson after he's let me down so many times. But the volume has been ridiculous here. And the matchup isn't terrible defensively. The implied team total isn't too pretty at a, whatever, 18 and a half points. <sighs> Dude, it's just. Uh, John's shaking his head. Okay. The, th- the thing is, is there's John- so many good running back options this week. It's like, I don't see myself like he'd be like 10th on my list in terms of like guys that I'd be thinking about after my t- whatever. He's just, he'd be way down my list. I don't see it. John, real quick, got thoughts? You were he's he's just so I I I hate to be one of the because I hate it when people do this, but I'm going to do it. He's so inefficient. Uh, you know, last week was was his first good week all season. Look at you, you. <laughs> but it's true. There's, I, there's worse things to hate on people calling people inefficient. I know, but it's overplayed. I, I I really feel it's overplayed. I think too many too many analysts talk about inefficiency, and it it really doesn't fit. But I think in this case, it really does fit. Here's a guy last week, 30, 30 carries, 158 yards. Wow, that's five yards per carry. Let's everybody go all in on him against Washington on the road. Uh, I, I feel like it's a bad spot. Before that, he averaged two yards per carry against the Jets, uh, four yards per carry against the, uh, the Dolphins, two yards per carry against the, the, the Raiders, three yards per carry against the Bengals, two, three, two. These are numbers that, that, that don't impress me. I've got, I've got something. So CJ Anderson has at least 20 touches in the games. They win. He has less than 20 touches in the games. They lose. This isn't like the coach speak thing where it's like, Oh, if we get him 20 catches, 20 touches, he'll win. Well, you know, we'll win this game. They're going to lose this game. He's not going to get 20 touches and people who play him are going to be sad. That's my take. All right. We got to get moving. We still got losers lane compilation at the end wide receiver. Uh, it's an interesting position here this week. I actually think Mike Evans, Going to be pretty chalky this week. The price didn't get bumped up. You take Deshaun Jackson out. He's 6,400 on DraftKings, 7K on FanDuel. Uh, Not the best matchup, but should be playing from behind. Look for him to be chalky. Michael Thomas, maybe the safest guy on the board uh, against Atlanta here. This guy's been just getting his 12 targets, starting to get some end zone equity. Keep your eye on him. 
Uh, Austin, any interest in AJ Green? Lowest salary of the year, and maybe the lowest salary ever on him uh, on DraftKings, sixty seven hundred this week against Darius Slay. No, thank you. John, you agree with that? I'm with him. We're we're, we're running out of him. time. That's one thing we don't have to waste time on. Darius Slay over. No, the- I'm going to play him a little bit. I'm going to play him a little bit. Okay, <clears throat> he gets a touchdown in this game. There you go. Boom. Bounce back. AJ Green. Uh, I know I know watch AJ McCarron go in there and just be good we'll see uh one guy one value guy I want to talk about Devontae Parker I think he's interesting this week 4.2k on DraftKings 5.7 on FanDuel 12 targets 89 yards last week not a lot of volume or not a lot of value this week at wide receiver but he's a guy who pops and uh John is it Tate or is it Marvin for you against that Bengals defense which has been dreadful yeah we talked about this in the power grid last night it's really difficult to know uh i i think you could you can make it an argument for any of these uh detroit uh offensive players uh, including the running backs for the for what it's worth theoretic and amir abdullah assuming he plays um but if you don't play abdullah you can't make a case for him he's terrible do not play him okay all right well then we will make a case for him (laughs) okay uh (laughs) All right. Oh, we got to get going. We're so late. We're so Marvin late. Jones. That's uh, all I want. <laughs> there you go. I, I think they're both fine. Um, Kelsey Gronk, really good weeks for them. If you can fit them in, uh, probably given the slight edge to Kelsey on the savings on salary between the two, both thumbs up. We like that. Uh, and Greg Olson, I don't know if we, we didn't call him on this show, but I had him on Sunday morning XM show. He was too cheap. He finally got back. And uh, another week, I think we can maybe look to him at 52 on DraftKings, 66 on FanDuel. All right, uh, let's skip some game flows and get right to the wide receiver cornerback matchups. John, tell us what you got. All right, what do I got? Uh, Des Bryant looks like he's going to go up against Byron Maxwell. Uh, Over the past five weeks, uh, what have you done for me lately? Who is that? That's Janet Jackson, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what have you done for me lately <laughs> uh over the past five weeks byron maxwell second most yardage allowed uh 340 yards while in coverage allowing 127 quarterback rating and four touchdowns uh this is a really good spot for des bryant and i think that uh, in gpp situations he's pretty attractive because i think that what's going to happen everybody's going to be excited about ezekiel coming back and uh he's got a plus matchup so don't be afraid to uh, to go after him as a leverage play against all those uh, Ezekiel Elliott owners. Devin Funches, he screwed a lot of us last week, myself included. One of my highest uh, owned players, I think he was about 20% owned uh, across the industry. Uh, he'll go up against Ryan Smith and Tampa Bay Bucks. Uh, Smith has uh, given up 130 quarterback rating with four touchdowns allowed over the past five weeks, 11 most yards over that period of time and he's kind of banged up he had a partial practice today i expect him to play but i don't think that uh he will be uh i don't think he's going to be any problem for devin funches this weekend uh, if you watch that game back funches got hit early uh in the ribs and in the, the end zone dropped a touchdown pass after that they went up and uh, they kind of eliminated him from the game plan he just kind of a decoy out there running routes i look for a bounce back game this week Keelan Cole goes up against Dante Johnson there in San Francisco. Uh, Dante Johnson, number 64 out of 74 over the past five weeks, allowing 140 quarterback rating 
almost an 80% completion rate. He's been targeted every five coverage snaps. This is a really good spot for Keelan Cole, especially in light of what we talked about with the injury situation there in Jacksonville earlier uh, this week. And then lastly, if you're playing that, that uh, Christmas Day slate, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about this, but a lot of people are going to be on Juju uh, Smith-Schuster and uh, Martavis Bryant because of those are the two name brand guys. But don't be afraid to go with uh, Eli Rogers. He's mm. going up against Kareem Jackson, who's been in the bottom 10% all season in coverage. And I think Eli Rogers will be the lowest owned receiver in that, in that wide receiving core. And I think he has as much upside as any of those guys. In terms of avoid, I'm avoiding Jordy Nelson this week against Xavier Rhodes. You got, we talked about this already. Uh, Devontae Adams banged up. And over the past three games, uh, Xavier Rhodes has held Julio Jones, Devin Funches, and A.J. Green to 78 total yards. Marquise Goodwin has looked tremendous with Jimmy Garoppolo under center. 25 targets over the past two games, 11 per game over that time. Uh, in this case, he's going up against those excellent stellar Jacksonville secondary, uh, Jalen Rams and A.J. Boy. I'm off of them. And then the last one, Casey Hayward will probably shadow Robbie Anderson this week. Casey Hayward's 19th overall. He's got three touchdowns allowed versus four interceptions this season. And then three of those interceptions were over the past five weeks where he's allowed a 29 quarterback rating. This team is in the playoff hunt. They need to do everything possible to win. And their very best player is Robbie Anderson. I think they take him away and they win this game easily. All right, fool's gold, bounce back. Uh, I don't think I had a bounce back, but my fool's gold, my moment, my call last week was Gurley over Le'Veon Bell. I got that one right for sure last week. <laughs> nice. Uh, paid off handsomely over there on a couple of lineups on FanDuel. Um, John, uh, your fool's gold was D.D. Westbrook. We'll give you that one. Uh, that one worked out just fine for you. Austin, Christian McCaffrey was kind of good last week. So, you got a touchdown. Uh, yeah, yeah you, got that, you got that game kind of mixed up uh with jordy but we get to redeem ourselves here this week on our picks and uh we're gonna go with tip and pick first what you got bounce back fool's gold uh fool's golds i i've got two two players from the same team um in our early week projections uh cmc christian mccaffrey on DraftKings is the fourth highest uh owned running back at 19 percent assuming that holds true i think he's fool's gold that's too high for me he's 6400 um, over the past month, he's had nine, 11, 11, and 18 touches. The highest team total, or excuse me, the highest point total he's had all season is 25.6, which would be 4X on his current salary. I don't think he hits that again this week against Tampa Bay. Now, the, the player I do think could hit 4X is the same guy I talked about earlier in that same game. This is my bounce back candidate, Devin Funches against Tampa Bay. He didn't practice all last week. He looked good early in that game. I told you about him taking a hit to the ribs. They jumped up by a couple touchdowns. There was no need to throw the ball. They just kind of ran him on uh, any number of plays. I think this is a perfect situation for him to bounce back for a team that's still in the playoff hunt against a uh, Tampa Bay secondary that's allowed some really big games. And I think recency bias will keep his ownership low. So I think that makes him a great GPP play. Uh, I'm going to roll with, um, I think my bounce back is going to be Drew Brees this week. He's been so close to having those big games. How many touchdowns seemingly get taken off the board for him every single week because of penalties? 
I think that game really has the ability to shoot out versus Atlanta. Um, I don't know. I mean, in that dome, I just, I feel like that's got some back and forth to it. And I know Breeze has just an amazing running game to him, but this is the week he goes over 300 yards. It's been a while. And he's the same price as Blake Bortles. I can't even believe it. That's crazy. Um, my fool's gold this week Man, this is a tough one. Oh, man. You know what? I, I think Gurley's going to be fine this week, but I don't. I think he's going to be over-owned this week against Tennessee. Like, I, I think this game definitely has shootout potential to it, but I think the passing game is going to be a little bit more used than it was last week where they had this enormous lead. So uh, I'm, I'm not fading Gurley all out. But I'll be way underweight on Todd Gurley at the price bump. Austin, real quick, what do we got for you? Bounce back, fool's gold. Bounce back, I've got uh, Russell Wilson. You could toss in Jimmy Graham there, who's probably more of a bold call considering he has negative one yards over the past two games. Uh, My fool's gold is Leonard Fournette against San Francisco. Uh, Surprisingly, San Francisco has allowed the fewest fantasy points to running backs over the past five games in the entire NFL. So uh, only 10 DK points per week over the last five weeks. So I am fading for net. There's too many other good options this week. Interesting. I think Fournette's interesting this week, but you make a very good case about the uh, recent uh, form of that defense. Uh, all right. Well, this is pretty much going to do it for us here, boys and girls. Uh, it's been a good year. It's been a really good year. Uh, and we hope to be back again next year. I don't know why the suits would take us off this show. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like it's an award-winning show, right, guys? Or should we say award-nominated show still? We still got to toot our horn on that. Yeah. And, uh, and John, real, real quick, is, is that a real – that's not a real, uh, like, turtleneck there, is it? No, it's, I mean, this is, this is Cousin Eddie-esque, I'm telling you. Uh, you know, <laughs> this thing doubles. This doubles as a uh, – you know, in case you're a sloppy eater, it's a, it, they call this a dicky where I come from. Where, they, where What is it down in Florida? Uh, I think we call it like a lobster bib, uh, maybe. <laughs> like that, that's usually what they give you when you wear one of those things. So uh, I love it. That is good stuff. Um, uh, again, we're not going to be back for week 17. We all got uh, some holiday stuff. Uh, Austin, any final words for the peeps before uh, we kind of get out of here? I just appreciate everybody watching us, uh, you know, liking us enough that we could do a third season. Uh, I look forward to hanging out with these guys uh, every week. And I just appreciate y'all laughing with us as we uh, deliver our fantasy advice. You know, I just appreciate you uh, having fun with us a little bit and having a little bit lighthearted moments in our show. It's uh, I enjoy it. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, We try to have a good time on this one and, uh, and we love doing it. It's going to be, uh, a long winter, or I guess short winter, long summer for us, but uh, we hope to be back again next year. But it wouldn't be a final show for us if we didn't put together all of our antics for one last farewell to you. So uh, you get some video, you get some comments from the show itself. I don't know. I love it. This is one of my favorite things we do all year long. But thanks so much for watching us. Uh, check them out over at Football Guys. And of course, if you're playing DFS beyond football season, uh, please be using our services over at Roto Grinders. For Austin and John, I'm Dan. Good luck this week. And moving forward, it's all right, David. We can end it a little bit early today. And uh, let's hit the video. 
We'll see everybody. Cause I've got rosters with crappy low scores. Where ankles are twisted and ACLs torn. Easy kill. <laughs> bad games never <laughs> seem so bad. So bad. So bad. So bad. 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 Jimmy Graham. Worst tight end this side of town. Certainly not the gold. Hands like Sammy Coates. Where, oh, where were you tonight? Why did you leave me here once again? I searched player pool over and thought I found a good one. But you stung it up and loser's lane. How does it work if at the end of the fourth quarter, the teams have the same amount of points? What happens next? They play another quarter. Oh yeah, what happens there? If they get a tie, they have to play another quarter. Yeah, and then what happens after that? This could, it could go on for days. Yeah, how long has the longest football game ever gone? About a month. About a month? Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of overtime. Yeah, there's been some quarterbacks that have thought that, that that could happen. So stop. Building lineups and listen, Bach is back with a brand new addition. My team was so unsightly. It's John Lee. Don't take him lightly. Do I finish on top? Yo, I don't know. He's scientist, not a DFS pro. It's a pipe dream to win this game without scandal. Still swapping off players like I'm drunk with a handle. New England fell behind later against Houston, but Brady's bunches of scores helped the Patriots win. The Bengals had Bill Laser focus at Lambeau, but the Packers won in overtime with Geronimo. with your questions he'd never tell a lie he loves Foo Fighters and Star Wars but spoilers will make him cry he's rarely seen on Luther's lane his teams drive me insane he shot me down by 80 points his win streak continues those teams he builds showing all that DFS skill those teams he builds Austin's unbelievable. So what you want to do? Huh, I got a bunch of sleeper picks and my homeboys do too. So turn on the lights and hit record. But, but what? Don't have a play, Gino. Yeah, Austin seen Last Jedi soon. Different picks going gray and Dan lost his due. Strolling loser's lane, rolling value. Hoping my team breaks loose. Game stack. With my mind on my lineup and my lineup on my mind. You lose, that means you got to step up to the plate. You got to entertain the folks. And that's what I'm here to do. And hopefully we don't scare your kids. I do bring the, uh, the, the dashing good looks to the show. What the hell are you wearing? What, what <laughs> is this shirt? Did you give your kid back his uh, shirt after you were done recording the video? <laughs> it's like my third grader made it. Like, I'm not that old, Dan. Come on, how old do you think I am? I don't even know what that is. I had no idea what that was from. You've built up such a great wig and costume collection over the past two years. <laughs> if these guys are gonna wear feather boas and pretend to be rappers, like the least we can do is throw them a bone. You dressing in drag might've put us over the top. <laughs>
or they're really big hee-haw fans. Did you have like undergarments on to make sure that those that was definitely not what I was thinking. I mean, aren't we a little bit worried about like what John might do on the weekends when we're not around? I'm probably dating myself. I was gonna make that joke. Dang you. Oh, it's the guy from the loser video. And John yes. nailed that. That is what Loser's Lane is about.